Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corrin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we want to discuss with you a secret of success. And there are many, obviously, and everybody (laughs) has their own methodology. And so many people are willing to throw away what's worked to get them where they are in order to jump on the newest bandwagon. Yeah. It's easy to get caught up with the new baubles and new flashing lights and those things that attract you or distract you from what you normally do. And that distraction sometimes can lead you down a road that you don't need to go. Well, and the fascinating thing is big articles by top doctors generally have a purpose and their own agenda. And what we want to talk about today is how to hold on to what works while keeping your mind open to add assets to whatever you're already doing that's successful. Yeah, and as long as that aligns with your principles, your values, and your values and beliefs, you know, you have to do make sure it does that too. You know, so many things. Problem is, in our world, everything's sold to us by you can make so much more more money by using this product. Right, run faster. I mean, it's the PF flyers. We can run faster and jump higher because this is the easier way. And talking strictly personally, the very best thing I do for all of my patients, my family, my friends, is to adjust them the way I've been doing it for, as of this week, 42 years. And yes, in order to offer more, we want to keep our minds open to what is happening out there in the world. What is a new way of looking at things without saying, I'm going to do this instead of. And often we get very excited about the newest toy and don't let people know that we're still going to start with our basics. We're still going to evaluate the same way and then add another element as opposed to switching gears. Yeah, because let's face it, you become an expert in something. When you're successful, you've managed to become an expert in some aspect. We happen to be experts in chiropractic because we put in our 10,000 hours and then yeah, some. And then some. Last week, I think. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. And for the purposes of being your best, whether you're a jumper, whether you're riding dressage, whether you're practicing agility, whether you're doing bite work, whether you're doing nose work, whatever you're doing, you're already doing something right. You're already on a path that works for you. And now you're looking to be even better at it. For us, what that means is always honing the basic skills, always giving the best of what you're best at. And for me, when I'm going to evaluate a horse or a dog and I'm going to watch how it moves my brain is already thinking what are the biomechanics involved and how can I interface with that with what I'm best at and it always amazes us because people say well why doesn't everyone do that I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you would give up what's working for you to do something entirely different 
and you hear what I said, what's working for you. If what you're doing isn't getting any results, by all means, scrap it. But if you have an element of success, regardless of whether you're a practitioner, provider, or athlete, then building on that is going to satisfy you and amaze you way more than continuously looking for a completely new way to do it. Yeah, we've learned this. Th we've learned this the hard way a few times. I remember someone saying, hey, my horse has been going really, really well, but I'd like to maybe see if I can change out saddle pads or. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, so it says everything uh, is perfect. Do you want to take a look at it? No, not really. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. Perfect is good enough. And let us interface with it after to see whether or not we can help it be even better and or correct something that might have gone wrong. It's just that if I know that mobilizing every single joint to the body so that it is creating the most reliable structure function incorporated movement, then I'm going to do that and then add my PEMF, my acupuncture, my laser, my bands, my exercises on top of. So our secret to successful practice is to keep your basics, know your basics, be excellent at your basics before and during you investigate other ways of doing things. Yeah. And if you, you know, and, and it's having that confidence in what you're doing, you know, and then moving on to the next thing and building your confidence in that as well. You know, it, if you start throwing hodgepodge stuff out, it starts to look like it after a while. You're, you're not, you're not focused. You're, you're bouncing around trying to fix nine different things that aren't happening you know, because you've lost sight of what you initially were doing and the results that you were getting. Flavor of the month. You know, um, I am I am a creature of habit. If you're going to buy me yogurt, buy me vanilla chocolate and cho put chocolate chips in it. And then and a little pistachio you, on top. You can put a little pistachio on top, you know, if I want a little excitement in my uh, <laughs> yogurt. It's just the idea that it isn't necessary for it to be new for it to be good. It isn't necessary for it to be different. And there is never a time that I have found that I adjusted the best I possibly could. I can always do it a little better. I can always notice something in the same pattern, in the same way of abducting, reaching out a hip to watch what's going on in the rest of the body and going, wow, I've never seen that reaction before. You know, and we, there's songs about that, what was once old is new again. If you continuously refresh your ability to notice and avail yourself of the opportunities to work with other people who are doing what you want to do well, you will find that regardless of whether or not it's a specific exercise pattern, whether it's a specific adjustment pattern, whether it's a way you evaluate in order to do your PEMF, 
your laser, your acupuncture, watching how someone else palpates can absolutely blow up your world in a good way. And we try to learn something to enhance our practice every day without ever giving up the building blocks. And honestly, you can't skip first and second and just run to third. You get thrown out that way by the ups, not by someone throwing you out because you have to go with the proper procedures in order to get the best results possible. And basics aren't annoying, they're fascinating. They're absolutely fascinating. I, I can tell you that when I adjust a horse's spine and you get that closed eye, relaxation, big sigh, that doesn't get old. 41 years later, it doesn't get old. And you don't want to skip in order to bring out your newest toy. Yeah, and and it's easy to fall down that path. But I, so I got a question for you because this that brings up an interesting point. I'm a new, say I'm a new practitioner, I'm out. And yeah, maybe I'm not really 100% confident in my chiropractic yet because I don't have my 10,000 hours in. At what point do I start looking for something else to help me? Yeah, well, my answer is you look for something else because you constantly let new information in, but you don't jump into doing the something else. You allow yourself to build knowledge while you're building hours. And meaning that when you want to be good at something, it's repetitive. It's like driving. If you want to be good at driving, you can't do it sitting on your couch at home. You get out behind the wheel and you drive and you drive and you drive until so many things become reflex rather than conscious. I mean, we've talked about this on other podcasts about you know conscious incompetence becoming conscious competence because you know what you don't know. So for so many people, I will go over with them how to adjust and they can't feel the restriction. So, okay, let's back up and palpate a human's wrist and notice, does it twist and turn and can you feel it? Once you can feel it somewhere, then feel it somewhere else. So the constant practicing of your basics and you can still listen to a podcast or go to a seminar on photomodulation or uh, dry needling or something else and listen and learn and wait and wait in my opinion to bring in your adjunct before your junct is uh, sufficiently reliable you know you want to know that you can do what you're going to do i mean the same thing is so many people in jumping want to you know go up to meter 30 and they haven't gotten around the uh, zeros yet not necessarily a healthy choice, right? And I know if I took any of my dogs into an agility ring, yes, they'll go in a tunnel, they'll go on an A-frame. They won't do it when I ask them to. So it, why would I set myself up for failure or why would I set my animal up for failure? I want to repeat and repeat and repeat that which needs to be done so as Dave said, you're 10,000 hours. Well, you don't have to have 10,000 patients to get 10,000 hours. No, not even close. My, my family, 
were you know hey it's we were just like it's for the take it for the cause <laughs> right. so what if l3 doesn't need to be adjusted i need to know how to adjust l3 you know there's there's arguments both ways on this behavior my animals began getting adjusted so that i could feel the difference between normal motion restricted motion between a can't and a won't and that's huge because we feel like oh that horse won't move its neck perhaps it chose not to not that it can't and learning and asking and watching i i just announced today that everything that we have in our books on on equine and canine mobility exists in a video book and i forgot to tell people that they go on the website they can get a video book and literally watch it frame by frame and then practice it practice it on the same horse if you're just doing normal range of motion you're not going to harm them you might piss them off but you won't harm them. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes get, get the poking you might not appreciate that so much but you got to stick to those basics and 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 we were we were seminar junkies we went we were constantly going somewhere to learn something, to pick up one bit of information. If I came away from a seminar learning one new thing, go to clinics, do whatever it takes. Even the top people in the sport have trainers. They all have someone that to go over the basics with them on a daily basis. And, you know, it's very easy to develop a pattern that is unhealthy for you. It's just as easy if you repeat something that doesn't work, it's gonna be your default. So you want to, I remember when I was first in practice, I wanted to know what it felt like to be busy. So I would go room to room to room, whether there were people in it or not, and set a mindset of what it was going to be like when it was full. I think I've overachieved on that one, and, <laughs> and right. we're, we've, uh, we've exceeded <laughs> yeah. full and moved to insanity. And then I had to look at that and go, am I going to serve people best if there aren't boundaries? And the answer is, you do what's right for you. I know that if I want my dog to be able to jump in and out of the car, that I have to use stairs or a bail so that I don't injure her once and then she'll never do it again. Same thing with yourself. You want to practice the patterns that serve you and give you longevity in the life you choose and then continue to do that while taking in data that says, okay, if this no longer serves me, if you have a pattern in your practice, whether it's your athletic practice or your private practice as a practitioner, that's a lot of the word practice in one sentence, <laughs> you know, if it's no longer serving you, it's fine to give it up. That's not what we mean when we say continue doing the basics. If there's a technique that isn't getting the results, learn a different technique. Let's still do step one so that you can build upon it. Yeah, and, and it takes discipline. You know, you got to discipline yourself for the action steps that it's going to take to be successful. And that discipline is one step in, you know, one foot in front of the other. And getting there, it may take you longer or it may take you less time, but having the discipline is huge. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that as the secret to success 
discipline, repetition, becoming comfortable with your discomfort, becoming comfortable with the fact that there's always something to add to what you're already doing and becoming confident, truly confident in your basics so that you can say, I start here because this is how I take in information and this is how I provide the best service and the best results every single day. So habit patterns are one of the greatest keys to success, healthy habit patterns. And as Dave said, you know, if you've got the discipline to wake up every morning and do what it takes to make it the best day possible, then you're going to find that there are there's a universal that works for you and then add to it things that get you excited that gets get your heart rate going up that go i can even do more than this and my minimum is fantastic excellent i hope you enjoyed this i hope you have a wonderful rest of your week this is dr dave lundquist this is dr wendy corn and this has been an equiline podcast